Greetings, citizens. It's me, Ghosts, the Game Master. Let me go ahead and get started on answering your questions. Question 1. Why is this called episode 40.5? That's because this is a filler episode. Question 2. Why is there a filler episode? Because I have had too much to do this week, and I haven't gotten an episode completed. The next one requires me to cut about two hours of content down into one hour, and it takes a while. Question 3. Why did you decide to do a filler episode between a fight instead of between missions? The answer to that one is that I am editing these ones as we go because I no longer have any stockpile of extra episodes. In order to catch up on that, I'm doing some filler episodes. Well, hopefully just one, for now. We should be able to complete the Two Brothers saga by next week. After that, I'll have to see what my schedule looks like. If I sound like I am under duress while I am recording this, it's because my city has decided that the best way to distribute coronavirus vaccines is to send out periodic emails, and by periodic I mean semi-randomly without warning. And if you click on the email fast enough, you may make an appointment. If you don't, then you don't get one, and you must wait for the next email to appear in your inbox whenever. I already missed my first chance to get the privilege to go outside and do things again. So I've been sitting at my computer, screaming. Really, this feels like something that would happen to me if I was in Alpha Complex and not in the real world. But fortunately for you, that puts me in the mood to talk about paranoia. So I will. Now, let us begin. Normally I play that sound effect to indicate that I'm going from something I'm currently recording as narration for this episode, and the episode itself, but since this is all being recorded at once, I guess I didn't need to do that. Oh well. What I have with me here today is the Paranoia XP Service Pack 1 Physical Game Book. This contains the player section, also called the Little Red Book, and of course the Game Master Ultraviolet section. Now you may listen to the sound of me opening the book. Okay, that's enough of that. In the forum thread and in the Discord for this podcast, I previously posted some information that I wrote up on the good parts of Alpha Complex. Sort of. By the good, I mean the service groups, which are the entirety, almost, of Alpha Complex itself. All the jobs that you could possibly do, all the services you could perform, every kind of work that you could be employed in in Alpha Complex. I will not be covering that today, but I always wanted to do a bit more, specifically writing about the bad, the secret societies. Maybe I will do some writing about it at some point, but I figure, hey, something that I could do right now that would be probably interesting is to explain some of the details of secret societies that have or have not appeared in the game so far. I was also suggested possibly telling some stories from previous campaigns. I might do that at some point uh, another time. Maybe in a future filler episode I will tell some stories of previous campaigns I've run, which we've mentioned a few times in the past but never really delved into. Let's just take a look in the book and talk about some of the societies. Now, I don't want to reveal which ones are, quote, more important, unquote, than the others, so I will just go through them alphabetically. Coincidentally, that's what the game designers did, too. Do you know what the first one is? Anti-mutants, of course. Maybe you don't even know that this is really a secret society. We've talked about anti-mutants, but that's just kind of a viewpoint you could have. But no, the anti-mutants are an interesting secret society. Anti-mutants are anti-mutant. As you probably already know from listening to the show, mutants are allowed in Alpha Complex as long as they register their mutant power with the computer, which is kind of creepy, but don't worry about it. We're not here to talk about the ways that the computer is bad, we're here to talk about the ways that secret societies are bad. Anti-mutants have the opinion that the only good mutant is a dead mutant. 
You see, they believe that even mutants who have no ill will, or claim to simply have harmless powers that don't really do anything, are all part of a mutant conspiracy to psionically control all of Alpha Complex. The interesting part is that this is kind of true. As you know, we have a player in the Scions who is part of a telepathic gang of mutants who are trying to take over all of Alpha Complex. But that's really not all mutants. And most mutants who are in the Scions don't even really know what they're doing until they get to the higher ranks where they get more information. Anyways, all of that is interesting, but the thing that I find most interesting about the anti-mutants is the thing that players ask me when they get put in the anti-mutants, which is, how am I supposed to be an anti-mutant if I'm a mutant? The first time that I ran Paranoia, I made a terrible mistake, where I said, I guess that does make sense, how about you're not a mutant, you're just an anti-mutant. That was a stupid mistake, and I will never do that again. You see, there's many things that can be done to rectify this situation in a way that any player would find permissible. One great example is your character may not realize they're a mutant. It's just kind of strange that you fell off of a tall building once or twice and didn't seem to take any harm. But, you know, sometimes people fall and get hurt more or less than other times. It's not really that strange. Nothing mutant about it. Or, alternatively, maybe your player believes that the way that they are with their mutant power is how all humans are. Maybe they don't really believe that, but they believe that this is how all humans should be. Maybe they think that they are the purest human around, and that anyone else who doesn't have this power that they have is not actually completely human. Maybe your character is just a huge hypocrite, or maybe they're terrified and they don't want to be found out because they joined the anti-mutants only to find out that they are actually a mutant. Personally, I think that all of these are hilarious, and I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to do one of them, but people do seem to have trouble with it as it's not a obvious concept, I guess. But, oh my, look at how much time we've already spent just talking about one society. Next on the list, alphabetically, is C. C is for communists, as you may know. And it's also for computer freaks, and it's also for corporal metal, but those come after communism if you do it alphabetically, so shut up. Communists. Oh boy. That'll probably take up the entire rest of this conversation. What is a communist, really? One of Frank Computer's primary objectives is to stomp out all communism. And it did. Friend Computer has clearly won against communism. There are no real communists in Alpha Complex, except for the fact that the society itself is kind of communist in some senses. I mean, everyone contributes resources to the government, and the government redistributes those resources as it sees fit. It's kind of like communism. The economy of Alpha Complex is, after all, kind of a joke. You can't really decide to invest in something unless the computer decides that you should invest in something. You can't really buy anything unless the computer decides that you should be able to buy those things. And if you don't do the things that the computer expects, the computer will suspect that something's wrong with your behavior and try to adjust it. I mean, sure, you can pick which flavor of bouncy bubble beverage you want to get. The computer doesn't mind if you want to have your choice there. But there's no way to make real economic decisions legally in Alpha Complex. Unless you're violet or ultraviolet, perhaps, but, I mean, come on. So what is a communist? Despite destroying communism, communism still exists in the sense that it is the computer's enemy. The computer is incapable of not talking about communism and how bad it is, and as such, anyone who doesn't like the computer for one reason or another has something to strive to be. Other than, you know, Purge, or any of the other actual competent secret societies that they could join if they wanted to harm the computer in some way. Any and all data that can be gathered from the old reckoning on what a communist is, combined with things that the computer doesn't want you to do, combined with 
data secretly leaked from the higher clearance levels to the lower clearance levels to indicate to them some directions that they should take their communism that would be beneficial to the higher clearance levels are communists. Hilariously comedic and confused people who are trying to imitate something, anything that they can grasp that has anything to do with some guy named Marx or a sickle and a hammer, maybe? I think there's a red star in there too. But is that really it? Is that really the end of communism? Or does it live on? You see, that's just one of the things that communists could be. There could, really, realistically, be actual communists who have found actual communist documents and read them, comprehended them, and believe that that would be a good alternative to the computerized hellhole that they live in. After all, if some bits and scraps of information have been found on communism, more must exist somewhere, surely. And where is Alpha Complex? More interesting than what it contains might be what's outside of it. Is Alpha Complex buried underground somewhere and stuck in this sort of alternate reality while the real world has continued to move on above ground? Is it some kind of forgotten experiment? Or is the above ground a nuclear wasteland? Either way, there could be communists outside of Alpha Complex, and those communists could eventually infiltrate Alpha Complex. Many people certainly believe that. Whether or not the computer believes that is unknown. Or, more accurately, the computer believes that communists could be anywhere. So, yes, it does believe that they could be outside of Alpha Complex, but the computer also doesn't care about anything outside of Alpha Complex as long as it doesn't affect anything inside of Alpha Complex. So, hard to say. It does mean, however, that anyone who you meet who is a communist could be extremely competent or extremely incompetent, which is kind of fun. Even within the same sect of the secret society, there could be one or two, maybe five, ten, or twenty actual communists, or just terrorists against the computer who know what they're doing, or maybe just know how to do something else that's not communism that's very scary. And they could be controlling one, two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, a hundred, maybe a thousand citizens who are disgruntled and believe that there has to be a better way, and that if the computer doesn't like it, Maybe they do. For some of these societies, I can't really say if they will ever be in this campaign or not. I'd love to include all of them, but I also don't want to have the plot be too scatterbrained, you know? Communists, though, they'll be there. It's only a matter of time until the players encounter them. And despite how wishy-washy I may sound about what I tell you, I do have in mind exactly what kind of people they are and what they're doing. At least the specific group that the players encounter. There could be more. I never like to say that there's only this or only that in Alpha Complex, or that there's none of this or none of that. Because it's such a big place, there's millions and millions of people. Hundreds of millions, I think, if my calculations are right, although I've done a few different ways to try to figure out exactly how big it is, and I've never been quite happy with it, so... Uh, let's just say, less than a billion, more than a thousand. Seems like a good way to keep track of people. Ah, but alas... If I made this actually half an hour or an hour long, it would be a real episode and not a filler episode. And then I wouldn't have time to do all the things that I need to do with my life that aren't doing paranoia. So, sorry, but I think that'll be it for now. Next time on Paranoia, we will continue our Two Brothers mission. I can guarantee that we will either kill or fail to kill two brothers. And after that, we will wrap up everything that we need to before Mission 5. And on Mission 5, well... I can guarantee you that the players will or will not meet communists and or anti-mutants. 
Boy, wouldn't it be fucking boring if I gave you that as the outro? Just kidding. I've got something much better for you. A guarantee that the players will meet one society in some way or another that they have not met before in Mission 5. But which one? Societies that the players are in are naturally exempt. So that could be, as we've already discussed, the anti-mutants, the communists, free enterprise, the capitalist entrepreneurs of Alpha Complex, as well as the mob, depending on how you feel about it, the mystics, the drug-wielding, extremely wise hippies of Alpha Complex, the romantics, historians obsessed with uncovering the past of the world before Alpha Complex and restoring it to its former glory, or the Sierra Club, nature-loving nature lovers who don't know what nature is, sort of in the way that we don't know what two brothers are, but boy, they want to find out more. Submit your guesses, and if you guess right, I'll give you a prize. I don't know. I'll think of something. And as usual, thank you for listening to this episode of Paranoia Fight Together or Die Claw.